0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G & Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitim. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday to all of you. And thank you so much for joining us on the G and Ursula Show. G is out today. Felix Pinnell is in. We wrapped up the first hour. How you doing?
1: <laughs> great. To, I love this show. I listen a lot. I love being here in person.
0: today. Well, we love having you here. We have another packed hour for you coming up at 1030 after Heather's newscast. You know, we get a lot of people complaining about journalism. <laughs> journalism is dead, but uh, there may be a reporter covering the Super Bowl right now that gives me hope.
1: As long as you can live with your parents, you can be a journalist anywhere.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, you, you don't want to miss this segment. It, it, I'm, I'm, we're doing a feel-good segment. That's cool, going to yeah. be 1030. And so the, we're going to just only feel amazing. good. The
1: backstory is amazing. Yes. Too, yes.
0: So we'll share that with you coming up. But right now... We are going to do our What's, new at, what's 10, new at 10 once I can actually. Sounds like Dave <laughs> hit Ross playing his
1: news through Ross color <laughs> that <laughs> he stumbles across. <laughs> a little, a
0: little it it, is, a Sorry, it is a Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. Hey, I, I also want to remind you, Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888 973 5476 888 973 Cairo. We love it when you interact with us. So, we have Matt Markovich come in just about it's every day. Never a feel good right segment now. with me. I know. Yeah. I know. We're going to get a palate cleanser like, coming up okay. at ten thirty. Okay. Right now, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a, a couple of things that are moving along in Olympia and a couple of things that have died. And one of the things I kind of feel partially responsible for because we have been in, on the forefront of covering this story, and it's the one about lewd conduct laws yes, yes. and uh, what has happened ever since there were those inspections that included some gay bars and the mm-hmm. gay community or LGBTQ mm-hmm. community uh, complained about being targeted. And mm-hmm. then there were some changes. So what's going on? So now? it's kind of
2: interesting confluence of two things happening in two different agencies, the legislature and the Liquor Cannabis Board. Uh, and it could this could be a remarkable story of how fast something can make it into law. Really, in, okay. a, in I mean, an odd way. So I mean,
0: it feels like just two weeks.
2: Yeah. So less than two weeks ago, we had those visits, eighteen visits uh, at bars and hookah lounges and sports venues and stuff like that, including four LGBTQ plus bars in Capitol Hill. And there was a lot of complaints by that community about how that was conducted. Pictures were taken. People were in scantily clad clothing, including employees conducting what. The LCB said was lewd behavior under the law. There's specific specifics, and you know what they are. I can't even talk about them on the radio uh, regarding lewd behavior inside a bar. Well, let's just go what's happened at the legislature. Uh, Well, What they did, they suspended the lewd conduct for enforcement of conduct at bars right. going
1: forward.
0: Yeah, that was like within 48 because hours. Because they thought
1: they were specifically targeting the LGBTQ plus
2: bars they had for the, lewd behavior. They had the possibility the, of
0: doing that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They would... They, they, they,
2: they were claiming they were responding to LCB. So as they were responding to complaints, they were okay. along with the jet team, which is a joint enforcement team with the Seattle PD, Seattle Fire. So there were a lot of officers walking in this weekend into these bars. Okay. The big show of force. People taking pictures got upset. And let's just say that the lifestyle or the clothing that's weared at a lot of these bars is very loose, and that would violate the lewd law as
1: it's written in the state. Even for a customer. Not, I'm not talking about employees or someone performs. for a customer. a customer, yes,
2: yes, a customer. And I found out, you know, so yesterday they had the LCB meeting where they're going to start preparing to talk about redoing the law. And I found out that the lewd law goes back to, for liquor, uh, for liquor licenses, goes back to 1975 and used yeah. biblical references to... Uh, say what people can and cannot do, or where in the law uh, it's very archaic. And already the board members were saying we need to update oh. it because mm-hmm. it's 1975. Well, then they said, "Well, if we if we start today and update that lewd law, which there's it doesn't exist right now technically, they're not enforcing it at the bars. If we started today and fixed it, we would have a fix by July 6th. Wow." Because of all the public hearings and all the rulemaking stuff like that, well, now we go to the legislature. There's a bill, Senate Bill 6105, which would allow, among other things, alcohol to be served in strip clubs. In order to get rid to put alcohol in strip clubs, they have to modify the lewd law. So there's actually a bill right now that doesn't really kind of modify a little, but would, but it would allow alcohol in strip clubs along with other protections for performers and stuff. That's a at the floor of the Senate now. You know, it could
1: actually pass. Wait,
0: wait. Am I the only one that did not know? Okay, I don't go to strip clubs. So am I the no. only one that... Th- th- alcohol is not allowed in strip clubs? That's right. Okay. In two this state, you have
1: to buy like two... I, I haven't been... I went once 30 years ago. You have to like, buy like two two soft drinks, right? Well, as I, I call it,
2: you. G's $12 Coke. <laughs> That's right. yeah. He talks about that. <clears throat> yeah, kind of so, you know, the most expensive coke you can buy in the state is at the strip club. <laughs>
3: oh my gosh!
0: Again, I have to lean on other people's knowledge yeah. about this. Okay, so so that's
2: so what happened? The problem with strip clubs with that no Saraka, all the guys get uh, people go out in the parking lot, get all boozed up, and then they go in. And the, the actually the performers don't like that. They want to have the beer in there so they can get more tips and stuff like that. Sure. So, so it's kind of
0: so like the casino wants to get you. It's been a tried in.
2: before. It's been tried before many times before. It has failed. But this has got a weird little twerk to it because of what just happened uh, up on Capitol Hill with the LCB. So so there's a possibility that 6105 will go to the floor. Someone may amend it about the lewd laws. There's also another bill, House Bill 2036, which does not include. It includes more protections for performers for adult uh, adult clubs, but it doesn't have the alcohol component in the House bill. The Senate bill does. Okay, so we're moving. We may see a confluence here that could change this lewd law of, based on an event that happened like less than two weeks ago. Be put into legislation, and in a couple of weeks, it could it could pass. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's a weird. It that stuff doesn't happen that in fast. Huh.
1: Yeah. And, it, and it, does it require actually major revision of what's currently being considered, or is it more just interpreting that notion of alcohol and? Yeah. You know, well, it's repealing it. Basically yeah. so saying, re- okay. you know, okay. you okay. can yeah. you we're know,
2: mm-hmm. not put restrictions on what you can wear. The biblical references, which got go it. back to 1975. I got to figure out
1: why that happened in 1975. I'm kind of racking my brain to try to figure out what would have inspired that in nineteen seventy five. If I, whether it was, you know, the 60s and the 70s culture or some specific event. But I'm, that's why I'm giving myself homework to figure out what the impetus yeah. was. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. But just
0: because I don't want to do the machinations, but I want to know, like, if this were to pass, so if everything lined up, what would that mean for someone who goes to one of those strip clubs and, and just basically clubs in general when it comes to the lewd conduct law? What is this going to mean?
2: Well, if they repeal the lewd conduct, rules regarding alcoholics uh, or liquor licenses. You know, there's there's other obscenity laws and lewd laws outside of bars. Yes. We're talking about just what happens just in bars. where the yes. alcohol is being served. If they repeal that, then it's like you can walk in. like As the one person said, you, if you're riding in the Solstice Parade naked, right now if you walked into a bar naked out of the Solstice Parade, you'd be violating the lewd law. Mm-hmm. So... So, I think what it is, is if you're riding in the Solstice Parade, that's the best example, and you're naked and you walk into a bar, nothing will happen. You know, the the, the law has been repealed. The bar owner won't get fined because you walked in naked from the Solstice Parade. So,
0: that's okay, what we're so, talking so about So, here. there's that part, and then there's the possibility with this other bill that you would be able to, to then serve alcohol in strip clubs.
2: Yeah, yeah, serve alcohol, because in order to serve alcohol in strip clubs, that's a liquor license, and you have a lewd law tied to that. Well, you can't. I mean, what do they do in strip clubs, right? You know, everything is. So you could say would, would oh, be yeah, lewd. Right, right. This
1: is a dumb question, but was that the one thing preventing alcohol being sold at strip clubs? Was this that law a making Yes, Yeah,
2: that was a big thing. Oh, I didn't realize. Is that. Is the okay. lewd well, law? Mm-hmm. Lewd okay. Laws. okay, so
0: that that is interesting uh, because they're they're really moving fast, and you can see what a priority that one is, or uh, yeah, uh, uh, those it, two are. Yeah. Uh, we tax that, it given the <laughs> given the speed. Okay, uh, the there is a big blow to Governor Inslee. Push mm-hmm. to try to make sure that uh, oil and gas companies can't gouge us.
2: That's right. No, so this he talked about this for months prior to the legislature convening uh, in the beginning of January. Senate Bill fifty sixty two, which is basically offered on his behalf uh, by Senator Joe Wynn of the White Center here in Seattle. He's a Democrat. Um, Sought to basically have a transparency, forced transparency on oil and gas companies about how they price their gasoline. Yeah, show us your books. Yeah, that's right. And the reason for that, the impetus was that because once the CCA auction started, the the pollution tax started with the oil and gas companies, we all saw an increase in our gas prices. You know, the Department of Ecology. Before that, said so it was just going to be a couple of cents.
0: Governor Inslee said it was going to be a couple of cents, right? And then, it's and then, more then like and 50
2: the reality cents. is, well, all of a sudden we're fifty cents higher than everybody else in the country, you know, overnight. Yeah. So what's the difference? So he pat he wanted this bill to go into the books to show that their the oil companies are gouging Washingtonians. the The profits are going up and down. It's a win. For, uh, you know, it's just he wanted to sh- prove. That they control the prices, and they're making profits off Washingtonians, regardless of how much this pollution tax is. So, it it got its first hearing Saturday in the Senate Ways and Means, and then the committee decided... Hey, we're not even going to vote on it, hmm. so it never passed out of committee. So it's dead. Wow, for this session.
0: Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to another interesting one. How about this legislation? Proposed legislation to give a, a year of free in state university or two years at community college. Um, that is, I believe, is still alive.
2: Um, this would basically allow for a certain amount of credits. Um. And to bring it up to speed, I, I kind of just know a little bit about that one. So the, the one thing I wanted, to, maybe we should talk about, is some of the positive things that ever happened. Yes. Okay. So yesterday, the the Senate, I believe, got rid of hog tying for police. That's right. Uh, that's right. Okay, and, that and was is a, that
0: in the wake of the Manny Ells? It's
2: totally in the wake of Manny It's another response. I mean, mo- a lot of states have already done this uh cities uh seattle has already said you can't do it so there's it's kind of following a trend that everybody is getting rid of this ability to, and that there are new techniques and new and uh, they call it technology i don't know if it's a technology to tie people up where you don't have to hog tie them and that's just the reference of hog time is so derogatory that the police don't even like to use was that Was this term.
1: happening a lot? I mean, obviously, in some very high-profile cases, but was it happening elsewhere around world? Well, Washington? I mean, if you ever see,
2: look at the 70s, you know, you look at the protesters in the world, uh, anti protesters back in the 70s and 80s, you know, being hauled off their hog tight. You okay. know, they got their arms behind yeah. their back yeah. and their feet tied up. So it's a technique that's been used for a long time by police because of Manny Ellis, because of uh, George Floyd. All that, they want to get rid of this and use a new technology to tie some hands together. Um, I can't remember the name of the particular device that they have to invest in, but that's, that's a good thing. And also, you know... The good old Mount St. Helens license plate passed the Senate yesterday, so it's been tried several times. <laughs> it's uh, a commemorative plate that benefits some one of these charities associated with. Yeah, it. yes, yeah. yes,
1: exactly. What about Smoky Bear? Did Smoky Bear's- Smoky
2: Bear Stone the Wings. Smoky okay, Bear is okay. tied to a, a, a bill that has four other license plates on that one. Okay, Natural Resources, and the, I can't remember everything. So that's sitting in the Wings. Maybe that'll pass. But <laughs> Mount St. Helens has been tried a couple of times. I don't yeah, know what's why. What's the big
0: pushback yeah. against Mount St. Helens as a license plate? <laughs> uh, I mean, this is just like, you know, the JP
1: Patches one took a lot of tries too. And the lawmakers I would talk to, it's like, well, you know, it's just not a priority right now. They would say they were busy with more important things and funding these license well, plates. It, Maybe it, that was what happened. Well, this is money. what's happening right now. So, what's happening
2: at the legislature, uh, all the says the floor votes, that's the big votes by the House and the Senate, they're passing a lot of stuff unanimously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 98 nothing, 40, 48 nothing. And it's like like the Mount St Helens. This time it was unanimous. They just said, "Okay, we're going to pass this one." Now then it goes over to the House, so then they have to decide. So mm-hmm. it's not a yeah. we're in the we're in the middle of the sausage being made right yeah. now. Yeah, you know, that sounds, sounds like sausage, sausage being yeah. made. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, what about the one that's near and dear to my heart, the graffiti bill? It's still alive, right? It just passed. The yeah, state it just house.
2: passed the House, and that is the one where um, you can use the cameras. There's a couple of graffiti bills, but the one that where you can use the state cameras. To catch graffiti artists, that has passed.
0: That's brilliant.
2: Uh, and, but the big component of that, like we were talking about, is, uh, is the uh, prosecution component. That because people don't realize that cameras that they see on the highway or they look on the website to see if their, their favorite uh, intersection is clogged, those cameras are supposed to be used for safety purposes, they, kind of showing what's happening. They cannot be used until like this bill comes by. For a prosecution of a crime. Hmm. You know, people don't understand that if a red light camera catches literally a murder in progress or, you know, you can't use that video as evidence in a trial because it's not intended to be used for criminal convictions. Hmm. That's how the state set up these cameras. So... The, the cameras out there, and this goes to this other bill we were talking about the expansion of these safety cameras down to wow. towns that have 10,000 people or more. There used to be a limit, you know, it had to be a big city to do it. There's a bill out there that says, no, well, now 10, t- towns 10,000 people or more can install safety cameras, red light cameras, uh, catch speeders, whatever. Those cameras are intended for safety purposes, not. Criminal acts to catch criminal acts, and the same as with but, all the cameras what, on the highway. What is
0: barring them from being used to prove a crime or as evidence in a crime? State I mean, law that is state it's law. Like surveillance to,
1: not, they're not to be used as a surveillance
2: tool. Right? Yeah, essentially. yeah, State law that you know, Big Brother spying on people and and then using that evidence in a to convict somebody. So I think a lot of people kind of scratch their heads. Why not? I mean, we have these cameras out there. London, it, you know, is covered we, we with cameras. We don't have enough cops, yeah, yeah.
0: and we have these cameras out there, and we need yeah. evidence. It seems like it would be a no-brainer, but I understand. But, but the ACLU probably would not. Well,
2: be that's the and that's been the premise of these cameras, and uh, why you know the cities say, "Oh, these are you know people accuse the cities of using these as money grabs." Yeah. So, so the cameras. Are, are, aren't there for criminal purposes. They're there to let you know that I 5 is clogged up <laughs> and give Sully some, something to talk about. Like spider but webs right on now, the lens always get yeah. a lot of attention or a seagull yeah. flying by. Yeah, yeah and, and real quick, I just want to say with Felix here, for him to talk about the tunnel. And that was something I covered in my lifetime.
1: <laughs> and he's the historian.
3: Yeah. Yes. It made me feel real old. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to reach a younger, Even hipper audience by talking about stuff five Bertha. years ago. Yeah. And
0: when we re- referenced Bertha, I was like, no, we have to fill in because we have a bunch of new listeners oh, yeah, who have yeah. no yeah. idea what Bertha is.
1: The, the huge boring the, machine, right? Exactly. Yeah. Named after exactly. Bertha Landis. Bertha Knight Landis, the city's first female mayor back in the 20s. There I there
0: looked, would go. she
1: be happy about that? You know? <laughs> I think she'd be thrilled. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> okay,
0: still ahead. If you need something to, Bring a smile to your face. You're going to want to stick around for this next segment because yeah, after
1: listening to Matt Markovich, everyone's frowning now, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're still
0: they're pondering. They're pondering. There yeah, a lot right. of information hot there, hot the, hot the but we're going to lighten it up, and we're going to have a lot of fun this next segment. Uh, you're listening to the G. Ursula show.
2: This hour of the G and Ursula show is brought to you by Pello Windows and Doors.
0: G and Ursula show. G is out today. Felix Bunnell is in, and we are going to talk about the upcoming Super Bowl. As you know, uh, the days leading up to the big event, uh, it is a media frenzy, and so you can't avoid it. The, the players have to answer questions from reporters, and it's not their favorite thing. You remember when Marshawn Lynch? Yeah, I'm, yeah, b- I'm
1: just here, so I the won't man get a few fined. words exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Highlighted all. well there. <laughs> is a young reporter, and when I say young, I'm talking about 11 years old, and his name is Jeremiah Fennell, and I saw him all over my social media yesterday, and I was impressed. So here he is interviewing Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs.
3: Hello, my What's name up dude? My name is Jeremiah. This I am is an eleven a year, sharp
2: year old gentleman
0: right here. I'm an eleven year old local journalist here in Las Vegas, Nevada, okay. and I'm here with the NFL Network. It's such an honor such a pleasure. To oh, it's with a you pleasure here.
2: to meet you, Bird. Okay. Very well spoken, man.
0: Thank you. So my first question to you is oh every season social media has been buzzing about your touchdown celebrations, whether okay. it's the stanky leg in the Super Bowl, oh, the heart in here in the AFC championship, or a choreographed dance in the Amazon. zone. So, can we expect any surprise celebrations in your first touchdown of the Super Bowl? And if so, will there be solo or as a team?
2: I gotta, I gotta start thinking about it. I haven't thought about it quite yet. Um, who knows? Maybe during the uh, red zone period in practice, I'll,
0: I'll, I'll test out a few. I mean, he, he, he was interviewing a bunch of people. Well, I'll Very give you a little cool. bit more, and then I'll just tell you some of the other people he was interviewing. everyone just stopped in their tracks, like, who is this kid? But uh, here's a little bit more. So one thing that I noticed about you is that whether you're on the field or the sidelines, you bring all the energy to the team. (laughs) You're like the (laughs) life of the party. You seem like you would be the type of person to enjoy my city. So my final question to you is, what are some of the funnest things you've done in Vegas so far?
2: Some of the funnest things I've done. uh, Last year, we um, (laughs) we celebrated the Super Bowl win by going to the win and uh, going to Club Access. You can't go to that yet, but maybe one day. Um, But yeah, it's (laughs) it's a lot of fun, but um, I don't think anything would be more special if uh if if I find a way to win this one. it would be the most special one yet.
1: Thank you so much for your
0: time. Okay. See. So just he he, he, he he interviewed Patrick Mahomes, he was interviewing Coach Andy Reid. I mean everywhere he went, I mean it was just like he was, I was mesmerized.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's so respectful and he's so well-prepared and he's articulate the, he, the way he states. I mean, that's, the energy level is great. Any reporter, any age. I'm going to start introducing myself by saying my age when I, when I ask the interview people. <laughs> I know, at Just, 11. Yeah. But the cool thing is he was born with some kind of neurological diagnosis where they thought he'd have all these terrible learning disabilities. Yes. When he was four years old, he started pretending to interview football players he saw on TV. He would hold up his hand like a microphone. Ask a question and then say an answer in a different voice. And he sort of just, it just, he's been doing this for almost seven or eight years now. Then, when he was a couple years older than that, he grew up in Las Vegas. They announced that the Raiders were being moved to Las Vegas. And his family said, Oh my God, it's like God has answered our prayers. And then the local Fox affiliate a couple years ago, Showed up at his house and surprised him, and let him kind of become a correspondent for them, and he interviewed Devonte Adams and stuff. And now he's been a, he's officially an NFL correspondent, he has red you know red carpet privileges for the Super Bowl this weekend, and so. he
0: has his own website. Yeah, so you yeah, looked up all his sorts website. of videos
1: and stuff, and just a really just cool kid. And, and his parents are journalists. That's the amazing thing. Like, he came up with this on his own. That's well, great. and he
0: said, you know what? Because of my physical uh, disabilities, I cannot play sports. Yeah, yeah. So this was the way I could actually get involved with sports is to do this, and I don't know. Well, cool. I think cool. he's going to be someone that you hear of in, for many, many years to come. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if he lands a big network gig. Um, but he was just adorable. It's, so check him level. out. Just Jeremiah level. Any, anyone Fennell. asking questions
1: of that kind of energy and interest, it's just it's so cool. It's, yes. It, and you get good stuff out of people when you approach them that way.
0: So. Yes. Okay. The other feel-good story that I want to share is um, I, I, if you watched the Grammys earlier this week... <laughs> You saw what I thought was one of the most magical moments in an awards show in a long, long time. And of course, that was when Tracy Chapman Sang with Luke Combs, who made her original hit, which was a big, big hit in 1988. Yeah, well, it's, of, uh,
1: almost 36 years. Yeah, 36 years ago this spring. Yes, so crazy. So
0: he redid her song, uh, which he said was his favorite song, even before he knew what a favorite song was. He, he his dad had a, a cassette tape that that he put in uh, his truck, and Luke Combs heard it and fell in love with that song, yeah. and so. There they were on the stage together. I, I, right now, I'm, I'm I'm getting goosebumps again. The reason I'm getting goosebumps is because I was crying watching that that uh, on, during the Grammy Awards, which again is unusual. But I think it was because these were two maybe of the uh, I don't want to say most unlikely people, mm-hmm. but here is um, uh, a black gay woman with a, a white straight country artist. Yep who was showing so much uh, deference and and appreciation for her. And it was like, none of that mattered. The uh, music was what mattered. And at a time when our country is so divided, it was so uh, great to see them together. And right now it's... Like Her song, the original
1: version is number yes. one on iTunes. Yeah, And that's a, that's like not to get all gloopy about this, but it's like that's when America is at its best. You yes. get these very different people together to do something beautiful together like this. Um, and if the Grammy would, Grammys and the Oscars would do stuff like this more often, they wouldn't be seeing their numbers declining. I, I didn't watch the Grammys. I didn't know this was going to go on. Um, By a it, fluke, it, I it, watched it, it, and it yeah, was one
0: of the best I've ever seen.
1: See, and that's the thing. about these big tent shows, whether it's the, the big game this weekend that everyone's going to watch or these award shows everyone used to watch, God, there's so much great potential. They just think about it and do some stuff that's creative and cool and not just kind of the old boring stuff that you'd expect. This this is amazing. This is yeah. great. Yeah.
0: I love to see, and and she is so happy that he was able to uh, have his version of the uh, of fast car yep. do so well. Yep. She's shocked. She really hasn't performed. She hadn't performed since about ten years, like, twenty twenty. Right. Oh yeah, no, she hasn't years, yeah. toured since two thousand nine. Yeah, and. Uh, it, it, it just was It's like Randy Carlisle
1: moment. Showing all the respect For Joni Mitchell too There's something yes. very cool When you see a younger artist Being able to honor the One of the people Who inspired them in a way Like right there together On the same stage That's like That's like lightning in a bottle I love
0: that kind of yeah, stuff Yeah for sure Very cool Okay, still ahead, we do scenarios. G's not here, but we'll still do scenarios where we solve other people's problems. It'll be Felix Bunnell helping us out on that one. I don't know if I'm a good (laughs) (laughs) But we need your interaction, too. You are an important part of the solution. This is the G and Ursula Show. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. It is 1047. This is the G and Ursula Show, and it is time for Scenarios. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the
3: scenario? This is an interesting vacation uh, conundrum from Ask Amy this morning. For more than a decade, my family and another very close family of friends, the Smiths, have vacationed together on our favorite island off the southern coast. They're more affluent than we are, and they own their own home on the island for many years while we rented a house nearby. Last year, they sold their home for an enormous profit, I might add. So now they must also (laughs) rent a home for our beloved trip. Imagine our surprise when we learned this year they booked the very same rental house we have used for several years for themselves. This is incredibly hurtful, but especially because we've been in a very tumultuous financial situation and depended on the significant repeat renter discount from the owners we received to rent this home. Although we understand we have no right to control a rental unit, we're extremely sad and heartbroken our friends did this. How should we address this? Ursula...
0: Um. Be honest I think that uh, to say That I mean you, you don't have Dibs but in a way you do have dibs Because they should have known if you've been renting That very same place this whole time And um, uh, Now They're there I mean that puts you out or, But I'm curious are there other Places that you can rent or uh, is it because this person put in? They sold the house at a big profit. Yeah. Uh, you think that they just have oodles and oodles of money and should be able to go elsewhere? I think there's. From their a letter, of- they
3: say that uh, there are more expensive rentals available. Yes.
0: Okay, um, I, I guess I would have an honest conversation. If these are good friends, I would have an honest conversation. Just say we are in a tough spot financially. Um, and this is a place that we have rented every single year and to be able to go on this trip. You know, we can't afford to pay one of these more expensive things. Um, I would just be honest about it. I don't know that it's it, there's gonna be hurt feelings no matter what. But uh, you would only hope that maybe this other family would say, well, man, you guys rent it, and we'll find someplace else because we want to make this tradition continue. I guess hmm. that would be the best case scenario. You
3: can't force them No I
1: like to disillusion myself With fantasy scenarios When there's a situation like this Especially if there's time Before I have to make Some kind of decisive action Like I'd like to kind of Lull myself into a sense of security So maybe this other family Since they did so well Selling that other home And they know how much This other family loves this place they rented it every year For many years Maybe they're going to Invite them to stay. all stay there Together and they're going To pay for it it sounds like they needed
3: space for two separate houses in the past. Well, I don't know. See, again, it's it's
1: a it's a disillusioning fantasy. I think you need to get new friends because if you're if these people are your friends and you're sort of saying out of the side of your mouth that oh, they just made a bunch of money, and then you can't go talk to them about this, or they would do this to you,
0: they're not really your friends. I mean, that's you know, I don't think so. Or or they're just kind of clueless and not realizing Kinda. yeah really clueless yeah or there's one yeah. member
1: of the family who's like really always coveted that house and just think oh now we can get that house and they didn't really think through their actions it does
0: or- it does feel like Thoughtless. Really backstabby. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, it would be one thing if it was, you know, oh, they happened to rent it for the same weekend, but from the tone of the letter, it sounds like they rented out the place for the whole summer, usually. So that's the place they stay for several months. I completely agree with you, Felix. I mean, I would tell them that it was a really crappy thing for them to do, uh, really insensitive. And the fact that they would sell their house. And then rent the place that you'd been staying in. Means <laughs> they're like, really why, are we, <laughs> why are we? bothering to pay a mortgage on that yeah. place when G- Gina and Tim have been staying at this wonderful place that we could just rent instead? Screw these people. Go to a different island.
1: I, I wouldn't even tell them. I mean, if they're if they're that obtuse or that clueless about what the effect this is having, why even bother? Why just come up with have some excuse why you can't because make there it this are year? Kind of who are
0: really that
3: obtuse? Yeah, they are. But and then telling them that doesn't really accomplish anything other than just like couples you know. that are that obtuse. Like I could see one person in a marriage. Not understanding why it would be a big deal, but both of them. But that person probably wouldn't want to say anything. They'd be just kind of like, <laughs>
1: I'm "Not going to get here, into the middle of all this." Here's my
0: <laughs> question for both of you: The thing that I don't understand is, if you have friendships, why do you feel like you can't have those tough conversations?
1: Then those aren't real. That's not the kind of friendships I that's want. Just you know, that's just why I don't it. have any so friends. So if this is
0: your no, if this is your real friend, I would say. It, It hurt my feelings that after all these years, you were renting the exact place that we stay all the time. And now I can't afford it. I mean, I love to go on this trip with you guys, but we can't afford it anymore. Do
1: you like telling your friends you can't afford something? I mean, the whole thing, like acknowledging you can't afford something when you have really rich friends. I don't have any crazy, really rich friends, at least as far as I know. You do? And then you're okay saying, like, I'm sorry, I can't afford it? Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) I guess I. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm the person who tells people every day on this show that I still don't (laughs) fly first class. Yeah. I, I can't. I mean, I just, I, I look and I go, there's just certain things I cannot do uh, as much as I would love it. I'd look enviously at people who do, but um, yeah. Let's, I don't Let's think- be honest
3: though. Most, don't most of us have at least one couple in our lives that we do things with because it's simply tradition they might not be our closest friends but hey the kids grew up together we were in the same social circles this tradition established and now all of a sudden one weekend of our summer or whatever we just find ourselves with these people yeah you do kind of eye rolling you kind of like you sort of like start to like well, that, if, like, uh, is the, if support, that's kind of the like, case
0: this though is a, this is an out here's the other thing Here's the other thing that I'm thinking of a lot more as I get older and older, um, or more mature, more advanced, more wise. uh, Which is, it's okay to say no. Absolutely, yeah. And it's also okay to remove those toxic people from your life. Yep, for sure. Life is way too short. Yeah. And if it's not something that you thoroughly enjoy. Say no. Yeah. And you know we'll cut be, it out you of have your have to life. It's
1: be nasty, but you don't have to tell someone why you're saying no. You don't have to go the full reason. I mean, that's one thing the pandemic allowed was saying no to a lot of stuff and letting kind of stuff sort of only, only the really important stuff kind of come up. So, I miss that. <laughs> 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 I know. I, you know, I, I didn't mind not having to go after <laughs> a
0: well, well, I want to ask Nick. Because well, I'm Nick sorry, usually bring some wisdom here. Too. You know
3: what? You got to be kidding me with this one. This bad boy, Of All the places these folks could have gone after selling the place, they land smack dab right on the property of their friends, who don't ask for much except for a little privacy sense of ownership with the place. It's petty to me to be striving for the same house that doesn't need to be fought for. And if I'm the original residence, I'm fighting tooth and nail to maintain the ownership, even if it's the cost of the dang building. It's the principle that really matters to me. In a different place You don't need it Oh
0: Thank you Nick mm-hmm.
1: Great hey, bumps today The 80s bumps have been Just know. like It's been epic today
0: My husband even texted in And said I love that bump yeah. uh, So there you're you getting go. A lot of love today <laughs> Long <Nick>. live Mark <laughs> Hey just a reminder Uh if you aren't already subscribed to our podcast, please do. This is something new that I'm reminding everybody. This is and I know it feels last like, week, right? yes, it is. You got the small, yes, I got the
1: big version of the meeting. Yes, yeah. it
0: is. It is. We <laughs> have ignored our whole podcasting community, and we want to build you up over there, too. You guys have been great on our text line. I would argue, t- today's a little bit sleepier than usual, but I would argue that art Because she's not here offending the people. Te- <laughs> the text, <laughs> no. The text messages uh, on our show, I would say, our texters are the most prolific, I would say. Uh, So we want to kind of transfer that also, or just... uh kind of grow our podcasting community. So if, And a lot of people are saying, well, I don't see where, where I can subscribe. If you're on our Cairo Radio app, uh, you can't subscribe there. You're, and you know what? We love it when you're on the app. That's great. My Northwest, you can't subscribe there. But if you do like Spotify or iTunes, that's where you can subscribe. You can even leave a review. Be kind, please. Yeah, five um, stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, read, I read the most negative review yesterday. <laughs> it was the first review that we got right out of the Shoot. Anyway, so hopefully it gets better from there. Um, but uh, text us, continue to text us. Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line is 888 973 5476
1: Cairo. I'll try to offend people in the next hour the way G would. So. Uh,
0: you know what? He's turned over a new leaf, and man, he's doing awesome. Uh, more of the Gia ursula show coming up next.